It's week 11, 2021, and it's getting weird out there, Gisela. Yeah, this past week, Twitter's been feeling it. Instagram keeps stealing from Clubhouse, and I think we should explore what non-fungible tokens are for those who are not currently investing in digital art. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, a marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you up with what you need to know, what you don't, and what stories should be getting more love than they're getting. I'm Mark Delinsky. On the other mic, Gisela Slizer. So we're going to start with a digital and print merge. So Snapchat has struck a deal with USA Today's publisher, Gannett. So Snapchat, with this, says it will train and enable Gannett Salesforce to sell Snapchat advertising, build operations, and manage Snap marketing campaigns with local businesses. They already have connections with hundreds of thousands of small businesses across the U.S. And this is just a continuation of Snapchat developing more tools for local businesses. Like in the past year, they, they developed a Snap Map where businesses were able to be featured on their little map. I would say it's a pretty brilliant little partnership that they're doing right there. And this is said to be the first of many. It seems like a mutually beneficial arrangement, no? If we think of how digital advertising is changing... This is where you can loop back and go listen to our past episode about that. Um, and also print has unfortunately been dying, basically. So it seems like a good connection. Yeah, I mean, real world publishers like Gannett and digital publishers like Snapchat, they're both looking for these relationships that can help them survive. Shopping local and local businesses is one way that they can both do that. And, you know, both of them are parasites that need new hosts. So this is how they're finding them. Moving on to our bait of the week, it is Instagram preparing a clubhouse like audio room shock it's almost like we predicted that this would happen uh, yeah i don't know i mean it's pretty standard at this point that facebook just steals from other people they were the first platform out there but since then they just let others kind of test the waters and just steal what works basically yeah and like, uh, this is complete and utter bullshit for instagram i mean they started out as that their core of their identity was this visual core right there was you know instagram stood for instant camera slash telegram they blended the two words together so their original purpose was this image uh with text at its core granted that you obviously have to evolve as a business but simultaneously when especially since the Facebook purchase, they just sort of steal the best bits of every other platform and cram them wherever they fit, whether they fit or not into Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, it feels like a midlife crisis where Instagram is losing their identity and just want to do whatever instead of being who they really are and evolving that. It seems like they're evolving into a completely different thing, which is a red flag in my mind. However, Clubhouse is only available in iOS right now and Instagram is releasing this new feature on Android. So there you have it. They identified a bit of a market gap, if you will, and uh, they're going for it. Yeah, I mean, they're already annoyed with Apple. So why not go try and win over elements of Android at the same time? But as, as you like to point out, as you're a huge WhatsApp user, you know, audio is a huge part of WhatsApp. So they already had the know-how in-house, so they can just roll it out onto Instagram. Yeah, it's an easy win for them. It's just a sellout more than a win in my mind, but... Anyway, all right, let's move on to something that's kind of big and cumbersome, and that is cryptocurrency talk. New segment. Let's just talk about cryptocurrencies like everybody else. But uh, in specifics, we're going to talk about non-fungible tokens, which is slowly but surely creeping into the world of digital content. So a non-fungible token, an NFT, is a silly little word, but it's a, a unique digital certificate that states whoever owns something digital, like a photo, piece of video, or other form of online media, 
it's a, it's a certification of that ownership. Yeah, so basically an NFT is a way for non-physical things that you can own through the internet. So it's also a way for artists or for creators to monetize digital assets, which were previously free. So it is an interesting new development. The whole reason why this is possible is because of a cryptocurrency related technology, which is blockchain. You may have heard about blockchain before. Blockchain is not a cryptocurrency on its own. It's more of a, a tech of sorts. The way blockchain works is basically a sequence of blocks, right? It's a chain. So every block has a thing that identifies it as a unique block, but it also carries a copy of the thing that identifies it as unique for the block that came before it and for the block that comes after it. So it's impossible to fake it because basically you break the whole chain and it pops up. So because of this feature, it's also something that some people are using for the creation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And it has become kind of a different way to function in an economy, which challenges the status quo of economy. It's all interesting because this makes those transactions public and traceable, but it's a bit of a utopia is sort of as far as we're concerned. You know, we were sort of joking around. It reminds us of the tulip bubble that suddenly burst in 1637 during the Dutch Golden Age that I'm sure everyone is very familiar with. But Everybody, you know, I was. <laughs> Everybody loves the fashionable cryptocurrencies at the moment, but I don't know, it's until they really take hold as a viable form of currency widespread, it still seems a bit utopic. But back to NFTs. Gisela, enlighten us about NFTs. Using this type of blockchain tech, a publicly accessible digital ledger, which is a document in which a company accounts are recorded, by the way, in case you didn't know like me. Um, so basically using this blockchain tech, a publicly accessible digital ledger keeps track of who owns which NFT online. So if you have an NFT, you don't necessarily control the copyright or usage of it, but you do kind of have global bragging rights, if you will, to it. So it's a little bit like, you know, the art market IRL. So who's making money from this whole NFT situation? Artists, entrepreneurs, old school auction houses, bullshit like that. And brands are getting in on the action. So last week, we saw artist Beeple make news because he sold a digital collage at the third highest price ever for a living artist. It was the first time that Christie's has ever offered a digital-only piece of art with an NFT to guarantee its authenticity, which is silly. I don't know. The whole thing seems like it was just like the million-dollar homepage back in the day where that dude sold pixels to create the, the big website. Whatever. But for digital artists, obviously, these people are known as creators. This is encouraging news because you can start making money from some of your digital stuff that otherwise would have been a bit uh, difficult to, to quote unquote monetize. Um, and the artwork is essentially from Beeple. It's a, a JPEG image file called Every Day. It's the first 5,000 days. And it's a collage of images that Beeple created once a day for 5,000 days. Brings together images that are available on his Beeple Twitter account, which anybody can download and use. But now somebody else has this, this beautiful collage of digital stuff. Well, somebody else owns the digital file, but yes. people can continue to do with the files available on Twitter, whatever they want to. 
Yeah, without having to spend $69 million or whatever it was. Yeah, it's weird. But there's a positive side. There's a negative also. We'll get to that. But um, you have other artists making money with this. So, for example, Grimes has recently sold NFTs of a collection of her digital art for about $6 million. Yeah, didn't she sell Nyan Cat? I'm not sure what exactly, but she's been selling stuff. There are lots of musicians selling songs, NFTs. So... The music is available through Spotify, Apple, whatever, but the original files are owned by whoever bought the NFT to it. There's marketplaces, multiple now available, where you can buy NFTs. Um, one that we've heard about recently, it's Valuables by Scent, which is dedicated to selling tweets. So you probably heard of this. Jack Dorsey listed his first tweet, which reads, just setting up Twitter and there's bids for that up to 2.5 million already. It's kind of wild. I mean, people are selling sports highlights. Recently, the sports card boom has been taking place throughout the US. It's just skyrocketed the value for some of these cards. Initially, it was driven sort of by Gary Vee, but during the pandemic, it just took off. And now it's just absolutely insane. But uh, there's even a Pascal Siakam clip of him blocking LeBron James from 2019. They're for sale for almost $50,000 US, which is crazy. Crazy. And of course, Taco Bell. Don't forget Taco Bell. Giselle, tell us about Taco Bell. Yeah, there's always brands jumping on this, right? And Taco Bell tends to be uh, one that tries things out <laughs> and jumps for things. So they tweeted that they're selling taco-themed gifts and images on NFT's marketplace called Rarible. 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 <laughs> That's kind of great. They sold a whole bunch of items already digital items and they say that all the proceeds will go to a good cause which is their live mass scholarship through a taco Bell foundation that they have and they also threw in a gift card for the original owner of the nft so they could buy tacos for a long time uh, 500 worth of tacos that's a lot of tacos but all this to say uh, one big question i had was are people actually making money with this or are nfts just like cryptocurrency that you could never remove from your wallet, digital wallet, and then you forget your password, that whole, you know. Um... <laughs> Bitcoin thing. <laughs> yes. But no, people are actually making money. You can exchange NFTs for real money, NFT money that you make. <laughs> it gets confusing, right? Yeah. The whole cryptocurrency thing to me, I just kind of close my eyes when I see it pop up. But maybe that's just because I'm ignorant. No, I, it's, I think it's hard to grasp and to understand. And it still feels very non-mainstream even though if it's been on the news and it's becoming more mainstream it just feels weird still like the some of the marketplaces like this um valuables by scent mm -hmm. if you check in like i i googled it i checked it out and if you go to how this works you land on a google doc like it just doesn't feel legit no maybe it's just the doomsday prepper in me but all of this is like this is all non-physical but then again so are our bank accounts these days everything we do is non-physical yeah that's it and there is a big problem with blockchain and the way blockchain works which is an environmental concern because the energy required to create each of these blocks in a blockchain it's massive huge yeah it's massive so you had um, a couple of weeks ago i think artstation which is an online art portfolio platform with a sort of marketplace for artists where they can sell their artwork and um, the company takes care of printing shipping and all of that they wanted to start offering nfts and they had to they had to take it back because <laughs> the artist uh, the artist community was outraged and complain a lot about the environmental concerns that come with this. So there you have it. 
Anything else? No, it's pretty good. Did we unexplain anything as opposed to explain? We might have created more questions than we deserve, but the whole cryptocurrency thing combined with digital art, it brings to mind all the stuff that's often levied against the art market in general, which is just a way to launder money and, and, and tax evade and all that sort of stuff by, you know, you own one thing, you donate to a museum, you get the tax right off. And, and it's a way of just avoiding paying taxes for some, some wealthy participants in the art market. But this is the world we live in and those are the rules we have. Anything else you want to add, Gisela? I think that's uh, plenty of deep thoughts for one week. So I'll leave it at that. Remind people to subscribe and share if they like and rate. That's very important. Ratings help. Thanks again to Cloudrick for providing support for our podcast and these opinions, all of them and all the facts correct or incorrect are our own. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye.